All right, we are live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show, aka M2 Show. Uh, excited to be back. You know, this is my my favorite time of the week, not only because it's the end of the chaotic week, but then again, I get a chance to connect with Mario. So I appreciate you as always, man. How are you doing, Mario? I'm doing well, Mike. And you? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Weather's changing a little bit, but then again, that's not going to stop me. Still going to try to get out and enjoy my weekend as best I can. But as always, uh, we have a lot of interesting stories from this past week, as well as uh, some things that probably look forward to in the future, both positive and unfortunately negative. But then we'll do the best we can to make sure everything is running smoothly. So for those who are tuning in, uh, whether you're on Manico 64 channel or rethinking a dollar, hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channels. And then also, if you don't mind, hit the share button, invite a friend so they can come along and get an alternative contrarian perspective on what's going on. And so uh, I guess what we'll start off with, uh, let's just welcome everybody. As always, uh, if you guys have thoughts, ideas, suggestions, put it in the chat, highlight at Manico 64 or at RTD. So to stand out, we'll get to it when we get to the Q&A portion and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, let's just start off with just the Meadows activity from this week. I'm going to bring the screen up real quick and uh, just talk about a little bit. So uh, I noticed just this past week, you know, a downward trajectory of gold, 1867 right now, down 3.79 on a week. Well, Silver. Yeah, I, go ahead. Actually, go ahead. Uh, gold right now is uh, spot gold, which I follow is at 1855. Uh, it, it, traded up, uh, it traded up uh, earlier today to 1880. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then around a uh, couple of hours ago, uh, they slammed it down. Uh, silver yeah. was trading up to 23.57, and now mm -hmm. it's at 23.33. And uh, as I said to you before we uh, came uh, I came online, uh, yeah, you know, this is just a psychological, uh, well, psychological warfare, financial yeah. psychological warfare, in my opinion, uh, yeah. to keep people away. Uh, from precious metals uh, because uh, they want people uh, to keep their uh, fiat currencies in the bank and yeah. uh, the banks are actually in deep trouble. And how mm -hmm. do I know that? Well, because bond yields are continuing to go through the roof. They have come off a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I've been through this over 20 years. Uh, I've seen these uh, late Friday slams, uh, <laughs> you know, no reason for gold and silver to come off. And, and they do. And all I can say is you need to be patient because there's a lot more uh, fiat dollars out there and there will be a lot more in the future than there is gold and silver. Right. Right. Very true. There. And what was interesting, how uh, just looking at the differences in numbers here. So I'm looking at uh, at max.com. And so the numbers I have on my screen after I refresh them are different than your numbers. So then there in and of itself is some issues yeah, there because my, yeah no it's just that my i've got live prices actually okay because, so this uh, is obviously yeah. delayed i wonder how far delayed because the numbers Maybe were if you uh if you have a look at kit code there there's this pretty uh, uh if okay it code that their charts are usually quite live okay i'm gonna switch it up there because I don't like the fact that not only are the numbers not favorable but i'm also like i'm behind a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but nevertheless, uh, as you were mentioning, like, you know, just a Friday slam down is, is yeah. typical. But then again, when you think about the long term game as to how we all arrive at this point, realizing the dangers of fiat and especially this current moment, like in this country here, we have the looming shutdown as of the next 72 hours, which is going to be of concern. On top of that, you just mentioned the debt issue 
uh, that the banks are going to definitely be impacted by. And, you know, for the most part, you know, we're already in a unrecognized recession, you know, so by the time the actual, uh, I guess, the main sources, they tell us when a recession comes out, we're going to be well beyond that point. So uh, it's not a, a good environment whatsoever. So we're looking at a price of physical metals is not like something to really hone in on. I just do it just because yeah. uh, for those who might be new. Yeah, what I would say is that uh, when you uh, buy like your home uh, mm-hmm. and you buy it to live in there, you're not mm-hmm. worried about uh, the price. You know, they there there is no market for home home prices like an average mm-hmm. home price that trades every day. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what they've done to gold. And they've done it since 1975. Uh, they created the, the gold future contract when gold became legal again. Uh, mm-hmm. to make it like a, a speculative asset and not something that you want to hold because it's uh, real money and that you shouldn't really uh, be worried about the price. And of course, we are all, uh, how can I say, victims of of that short-sightedness because yeah. when I started uh, buying gold in 2002, you know, you keep an eye on the price and you're always like looking where it is. And I think it's, uh, yeah, we're all victims to it, but all I can say is that, um, yeah, it's not. I'm not gonna get rid of my real money and start financing uh, Uncle Sam or right, right. wars and everything. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Uh, how how this, uh, but not the government shutdown is going in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, so let me just jump into it there. Let me jump into it. So as of right now, let me bring it on the screen here. As of right now, where we stand from what I've gathered, uh, there was a um, initial, I guess, a, a, a alleged plan put forth. And of course, it will not see the light of day. So the government shutdown fear grows as McCarthy lays out a partisan vote plan. And of course, it will not move one bit. And so heading into this weekend by Monday, of, as always, we're going to have some issues where the government will have to be will be forced to shut down a couple areas. And so I think one thing that's different is that there's always been some pushback. But then within the Republican Party itself, there's something that I can't really sniff out quite. And it's the here's a headline here it says the radical Republicans willing to shut down Washington. And so you see the figures on the screen right there. But, you know, the things that they're demanding that be in this you know, little spending bill is not going to happen because it has to do with basically shrinking the government and cutting spending. And that's not what the government is going to do at this current moment when the only thing, only way things can move forward is if, is, as if they create new debt. So I'll real quick, let me just thumb through. I tried to, uh, let me get back here. Let me get back here. So I tried uh, to come up with uh, a question uh, for you. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. So is the government going to, are they going to, they've got to what, till uh, today's the 29th? The 1st, October 1st. So apparently they, is a time they're going to be negotiating this weekend. Uh, typically, they probably will. They'll attempt to get together. But then again, what both sides are looking for, there's no comp. They will, they will not. There will be very little compromise until after probably yeah. the first. And then we get into next week. They're yeah. going to use that, you know, the shutting down of this and that, the threat of people not being paid and stuff like that. Yeah. Then the, the agreements will probably come more down the line. But at the end of the day, it's going to be more spending. That's you know it, yeah. that, that is a guarantee. What, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What about though? Uh, I think the the question here is about the fact that um, uh, you know the these bills they're still putting all these line items in the same bill, so you can't vote mm-hmm. on each each uh, mm-hmm. each you know item. 
And right. I think is it uh, Representative Gates? He he wants uh, the the money to stop flowing to to Ukraine. And I think this is what this is all about. Uh, yeah. Do you think they're going to cut Ukraine out? No, they made they made it they made it clear. They've made it clear. Regardless of what happens with the U.S. shutdown and the and the monetary issues, Ukraine is off the table. And so right. I, I want to say I did a real rant earlier in the week, and the number they put out there uh that was going forth is six billion six it was a six billion yeah, six billion dollars going to ukraine regardless of all this so that six billion is already allocated it's going so now let's talk about whatever everything else moving forward so ukraine is still on the table that's it it's 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 not even debatable <laughs> according to the information provided earlier in the week but really? let me yeah. share go ahead Go ahead. Let me share. I'm gonna share this. Uh, I, I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I thought that uh, Gates Gates guy was uh, <clears throat> adamant that he didn't want that to go through. But anyway, so as of now, from what I received, what I heard earlier in the week, it was on the table. Yeah. And let me just share with you. So I'll yeah. go through some of the radical Republicans. The you know the, the headline, <laughs> of course. Just be careful. But it's you know you FT. get the point here. <laughs> huh? FT will call people radical. Anyone that's right, 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 right. The <laughs> so, globalist agenda. <laughs> so here's a couple. So I, what I did, I just extracted a couple key bullets to make it worthwhile. But I'll thumb through them real quick. It says a group of hardline Republicans in Congress is risking a government shutdown over budget, budgetary demands, jeopardizing the U.S. economy and uh, vital services. It says these Republican clues, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene are demanding massive cuts to government agencies, increase border enforcement, and reduce Ukraine aid in exchange for their support. Says Congress and the White House have been unable to reach an agreement on the funding legislation for this fiscal year. Says Kevin McCarthy, the Republican House Speaker, faces a tough decision, uh, side with the rebels and risk damaging the party's reputation or strike a deal with Democrats, which could lead to his ousting. So um, reducing Ukraine, the border, and less government spending yeah. is what they're looking for. These, these radicals, according to yeah. the article here. But out of all those uh, three things there, they may get one. <laughs> It'll yeah. be some type of government budget spending, but it won't be Ukraine. And it won't be the border. Those are two things off limit to, for the, the left <laughs> in these negotiations, in my yeah. opinion. Maybe we can look into uh, what's happening vis-a-vis -vis China and Saudi Arabia, because I, I thought that was really important, you know, uh, Usually we look at gold, the markets, you know, and yeah. uh, bond yields. But I, I think this is really important. Uh, yeah. The fact that they're doing Navy Navy drills. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that we have a government issue over here, a possible shutdown, regardless of whatever's happening, the Eastern Bloc, they're moving forward with, with whatever they're working towards. And so China and Saudi Arabia to hold a joint naval drills next month. So I think this is interesting because up until well, the last year or two, we've talked about this. You know, the U.S. and Saudi were buddy buddies. But then again, Saudi has now opened up their uh, partnerships with a variety of other countries. And prior to the U.S. was a primary, uh, I guess, military you know, backing of the Middle East, a.k.a. Saudi Arabia with the petrodollar deal. But it looks like a lot of that is being um, minimized now or reduced. And so it allows other nations to come in there. So Saudi Arabia signed a deal with Russia for military weaponry. And now they have the naval drills that they're doing with China. And so this is, as you mentioned, more of the move away from the Western hemisphere. And let me yeah. actually share with you a couple bullets from the article real quick and uh, share your two cents on it. But it says China and Saudi Arabia to conduct a joint naval drill named Blue Sword 2023. 
focusing on maritime counterterrorism, military cooperation, and GME, um, Gondon. Um, yeah, Gondon. Gondon, China. China in October. It says Chinese Defense Ministry announced a, a second event joint naval drills with Saudi Arabia. The drills will include exercises on sniper tactics, boat dri driving, helicopter landing, and a joint rescue. So I'll spare you guys the rest. You guys can see it there. But Blue Sword 2023 is what it's called. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how they came up with that name. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, it's really important because uh, there's a lot of the uh, the paper tigers, you know, the dollar, the dollar bulls. Uh, mm -hmm. They say that uh, the dollar will still remain uh, the world's reserve currency because uh, the U.S. has the biggest navy and they can uh, they can control the seas. But yeah. to me, the fact that uh, China, Saudi Arabia are, are, are starting to do these kinds of exercises is very significant. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I think it's like a, a signal to mm -hmm. to the West, to, to especially the U.S. And so it's not just about you know, accepting Saudi into BRICS and having mm -hmm. swap deals, dealing their own currencies and buying a lot of gold. But it's also, uh, yeah, defending uh, the waterways. And I mm -hmm. think that's important. And yeah, I'm not cheerleading yeah, China or Saudi Arabia. I I'm just trying to tell people what's going on because sometimes uh, Americans and even British, we get only the news that we're told and mm -hmm. we don't look at the rest of the world and how significant it is. And uh, yeah, that's why I think it's important that you come to uh, every Friday to listen to us and also to listen to us every day on our different channels. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this act activity, it really highlights what Putin and Xi have been talking about. And it's the need for a multipolar world. Now, whether or not we agree with it or not, whether or not we're you know, going to be in a position of favor, they're moving away. And so... This right here shows that there are other military powers at work right now. And it's just not a U.S. centered, you know, having military bases all over the world is becoming irrelevant because when you have countries basically joining forces to unify their military actions, that right there signals strength amongst the Western Hemisphere where people are tend to be not so favorable of right now. So definitely something to keep an eye on. But it's just interesting how. You know, they're moving forward with their agenda well well beyond yeah. what we're dealing with on our side. So, um, all right, let's get to some more topics there. And on another note, I did bring this article up here. Um, I think this is something that is worth talking about. You know, Diane Feinstein, California's longest serving senator, dies at 90. And as I mentioned to you, you know, she was dealing with health issues for quite some time now to where she signed over power of attorney to, I think, some family members who were like basically rolling, willing her into the meetings and speaking on her behalf. And so a lot of there's a lot of pushback that she couldn't really conduct her own affairs, but she was still representing the people. And so unfortunately she's passed, but it just goes to show she's been in office since 92. And so it's like yeah. term limit. That's where we need to get back to, you know, being able to actually get people in, get them out because it is a such thing as becoming, I guess, outdated or very biased in your thought processes. If you're a part of a, the different changes in the political sphere, if you're still in a seat, then, I mean, you're probably going to be swaying to what's in your best interest rather than the changing environment in your country. So anyway, what are your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, term limits. I, I mean, um, in Switzerland, for example, uh, the president uh, there is uh, picked for one year. There's like a seven hmm. seven person council. It's like a yeah. ministry. And each, you know, and they pick one from from those seven. 
So <laughs> I remember back when I lived in Switzerland and probably even now, very few people even know who the president is. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the whole problem. Yeah. I mean, they put term limits for after FDR, uh, yeah. you know, started his uh, one for he, well, he's going for his fourth uh, term. He right. died, of yeah. course, and then they limited it to two. So, yeah, I, I don't think it will make much difference. I, I think uh, yeah. there will still be corrupt. I wonder mm-hmm. how many hundreds of millions of Feinstein's uh, family made from her you know, uh, being a senator and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, being a senator, what does that give you access to? Well, inside information and you can right. trade, you can trade, uh, you know, um, front run uh, results for companies that they regulate. And it's the same thing in Congress, in the House, you know, so yeah, yeah. It, it's a gravy train, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, I, I don't expect things to change. But right. one thing yeah. that I want to ask you, I'm not too aware. Uh, I try to not follow politics that much. How uh, is the Senate controlled? It's controlled by the Democrats right now, isn't it? Correct. Correct. So Correct. this Correct. is going to be, I don't know how California is doing politically. They're going to have to have an election now to, to elect a new senator. Uh, that, that could be a, a risk to the Democrats. Maybe that's why they wanted to keep her there because you could have a Republican win and that could change the balance in the Senate. I'm not sure how many seat, um, uh, seats ma- majority they have. Yeah, I'm not, I don't follow too in depth myself, but I don't think it'll make yeah. that much of a difference. I think yeah. one of the primary issues is that having to go through uh, you know, seating someone else in the midst of this presidential cycle, that's something yeah. that they wouldn't want to have to deal with just because they got their hands tied with this upcoming election and making sure it's yeah. in their favor, however they do that. So yeah. Um, yeah, right now again, I think, uh, the Democrats have a uh, forty-seven. It looks like, and the uh, there's three independents. Though it looks like they they vote more uh, with the Democrats, so they've got yeah, and the Republicans have forty-nine. So uh, yeah, that that's pretty interesting. You know, it's getting yeah. pretty close there. Very close. But then again, at the end of the day, we all know they're going to favor whatever's in their best interest over the American people. So uh, let's get into some ahead. I'm going to go I'm gonna run through some headlines real quick and uh, we'll share our two cents on it. It says the U.S. consumer confidence tumbles in September as American anxiety about the future grows. And so the conference board said Tuesday that its consumer confidence index fell to 103 in September from 108.7 in August. Analysts were expecting a smaller decrease to a reading of 105. And so the numbers continue to tumble. And yeah. uh, I guess overall confidence is not that good nowadays. Go ahead. That's a very uh, important uh, statistic. I mean, people in the markets uh, look at that and, and watch yeah. that. And uh, you would have thought that um, the the treasury market would uh, have rallied, you know, prices in the 10 year and 30 years would have mm-hmm. rallied with that. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, they're not. They're going down and the yields are going up. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that I, I spoke about this this morning in my uh, my video uh, about the yield curve pointing to a recession, it could be before the end of the year, actually. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's a, a, a of course the Fed and the the Treasury, uh, Janet Yellen, they're all going to say, "Oh no, we're going to have a soft landing. There's no mm-hmm. risk of recession." But I think it's coming, and yeah. uh, it could be very soon. Uh, of yeah. course, they will only announce it maybe next year, but um, I think we're almost <laughs> in it already. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And when you have a recession and, and the government is already up to here uh, running two trillion deficits, uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, not in a recession. When the recession comes, it's going to get even worse. And yeah. I think many people are going to be surprised that um, bond yields are going to go through the, yeah, they're going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they want to stop that, the Fed is going to have to do probably five to six trillion in QE. They're going to have to come in. So yeah. we'll have to see. You know, what's interesting is that, like, we've already witnessed them change the or change the definition of a recession over the last year. Mm. All the indicators signaling that, you know, based upon previous time frames that we are in a recession. And so my question then will be what will prevent them from shifting the narrative again or rechanging whatever the narrative might be for whatever indicator that flashes that is an obvious sign to because we're currently in a unofficial recession, in my opinion. So the question is, like, we can probably be in a unofficial recession for however long until something officially breaks to where something actually gives, whether it be a banking fiasco, stock market, you know, contagion, the credit market. I mean, uh, uh, the uh, real estate, commercial real estate, you know, goes belly up. So I think we can li- they can literally get away with this recession back and forth, talking about a landing for quite some time until something actually exposes the fact that we have a problem, Houston. You know, saying so like, you know, call in the troops now. We need, you know, to reversal all policies, you know, flood, open up the spigots, flood the world. We need to get this thing back on track. Yeah. So that's more I likely think, in the future. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, you were talking about last year in 2022, uh, GDP contracted in uh, the first and second quarter. <laughs> and uh, that's a definition of a recession. And they, they said, oh, no, it's not a recession because uh, we're going to change the rules. But right. I, I think what could trigger a big crisis this year, still this year, is uh, beginning of November. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got the uh, FDIC. They they published the uh, third quarter uh, data for the banks. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know their uh, unrealized losses and losses held to maturity, and uh, it's <laughs> those are going to be bad in my opinion because bond yields have gone up quite a bit, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have drifted down in the last 24 hours. They smashed gold and silver. They they've bought the bonds a little bit. The, the balance sheets are going to look a little better because of some. Uh, they call it painting the tape or putting lipstick on a pig on the last day of the quarter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it could be sometime in November when those numbers come out and people realize, whoa, you know, the banks are in trouble. Uh, speaking of which, um, Jamie Dimon is out being very vocal. And so uh, JP, JP Morgan's Dimon warns the world's not ready for the Fed's stagflationary response. And so one of the things he hinted on was higher rates for longer. And I, so if that is the case, he threw out like five to between five to seven percent interest. Seven uh, percent. Mm. I'm thinking like, whoa, like that right there. Like, can can the world stay intact? Can the market stay intact? Can the banking sector stay intact? Can everything remain as is now with that type of uh, those type of figures there? But real quick, I'll say it is. It says Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan Chase, known for his prior economic warnings, now cautions about the worst case scenario of stagflation and the world's lack of readiness for central banks actions particularly higher interest rates. He said he expresses concerns about the market's complacency due to monetary and fiscal stimulus and warns that rates may need to rise further to combat inflation, potentially reaching 7%, a level the world isn't prepared for. And so mm-hmm. what does he know that we don't know? Or is he just uh, out here 
painting himself no. as the good guy and all this. I, I think he knows what we we know actually in the alternative. Uh, I mean, I've been saying for the last uh, year that uh, rates are going to go a lot higher than most people think. So it could be even more than seven percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is the world ready for that? I, I don't know. Uh, well, the financial world that is, uh, we should be ready f- for this, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. we've been. Uh, you know, trying to do the right thing, not 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 living beyond our means, um, mm-hmm. stacking. <laughs> and I still think stacking is important, despite what's mm-hmm. happened to gold and silver today. Uh, do you really want to have uh, a lot of fiat uh, currency mm-hmm. in the bank? You might need to keep some for expenses, but, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to keep too much seeing what happened in March. And I think the crisis that could trigger the uh, recession could be um, in the banking sector because if you look at back in uh, 08, uh, 08, 09 crisis, that crisis actually started in early tw- 2007 when mm-hmm. the first subprime lenders started uh, going belly up. So yeah. it takes a while for things to uh, to come through. So uh, I think there's a lot of banks out there in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so between now and that potential 7% or higher, like definitely the banks, you know, can't continue to take the amount of losses they're, they're taking now. And so either there's another federal reserve treasury program put in place to help stop up that, uh, those issues, or they decide to say, Hey, enough's enough. It's going to go down and let's see what goes on from there. But, but speaking of gold, let me get to another article here. Uh, cause this is in your neck of the woods here. It says gold and silver invest investments jump as potent, as people hunt for better returns. And so this came out. Uh, it just basically says the Royal Mint notes a 17 percent rise in first time uh, precious metal investors in the first half of 2023 compared to the previous year. It says investments in gold have increased by 10 percent, while investments in silver has risen to 16 percent year on year, year over year during the same period. So looks like uh, the U.K., community itself looks like they're getting their weight up as well according to these figures here so yeah um, i'm not surprised i mean more and more people are waking up i still think um you know very few people um really know about gold and silver and mo- most mm-hmm. people that do think it's risky but it's mm-hmm. good to see that uh, things are picking up but uh yeah royal mint um they um they they have a good website but the the problem is that they sell uh, to the dealers and mm-hmm. sometimes get a much better price from the dealers than from the Royal Mint. Yeah. One thing I, I, I wouldn't do with the Royal Mint, they have a, a digital gold that you mm-hmm. can have an account uh, with them and, and you keep the gold with them. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. trust that because it's a government uh, uh, company. So yeah. yeah, never keep anything with the government. <laughs> it's interesting how they're still coming up with all types of products. Uh, what else we got here? Let's get to, let me see what other top we got here. Um, you sent me a, uh, let me see, pull this up here from Ron Manley. Uh, oh, me, yeah. Uh, That's uh, really interesting, that, isn't it? Let me zoom in so I can read it. There we go here. Okay. It said, it, it appears that the, let me get rid of this. Uh, it says, it appears that the U.S. Treasury Gold in West Point uh, Depository, 1618, 1681 tons is still in a location swap with the Bundesbank gold at New York Fed vault, 1236 tons, and at the Bank of England, 445 tons. So Germany has a claim on all the gold in the West Point. Yeah. Why is that interesting? Well, because a lot of the uh, 8,300 tons that the U.S. is supposed to have in reserves, uh, mm-hmm. some of it is in West Point. 
So yeah. it looks like they might be double counting uh, the gold mm. at West Point. And they're saying, oh, so it's Germany's and ours at the same time, which is impossible. You know, mm -hmm. it's like saying, you know, my, uh, my, my gold is the same as yours, Mike, you know, uh, yeah. it has either yours or mine. And right. uh, uh, I don't think the U.S. has uh, much gold in terms of it being uh, uh, unencumbered. And why mm -hmm. do I say that? Because when you or I or you guys buy gold and silver, what do we need to do to be able to afford to buy gold and silver? Well, we need to run a surplus every month, <laughs> i.e. Mm -hmm. we got to spend less than we take less. in. And with the surplus, right. we can buy some gold. But if you look at the U.S. current account deficit since the late 60s, it's always been in the red. Uh, mm -hmm. So how, you know, so I, I would say that um, when, <laughs> that's why there's a rush for gold, because uh, other sovereign countries know that the U.S., uh, they're in the red. So mm -hmm. they need to buy gold because um, the U.S. is what, what are they going to have to do? to reflect the fact that they have no gold. Well, they're going to have to close out all these leases that they've done like to uh, the Bundesbank. And what that's going to do, it's going to drive the price of gold to unimaginable levels. Mm -hmm. uh, so which means that I think uh, they might physically have the gold in Fort Knox uh, or West Point. And I, and I guess they, they have an army <laughs> and an air force and a Navy to defend that. But uh, the countries mm -hmm. that, supposedly have uh, gold and, and they have it at the Fed or somewhere else or at the Bank of England, I think they should be worried about it. They, they should. And that's why I think they're buying a lot of physical, as we've seen since 2022, especially. Yeah. I think uh, I think it was years ago when you and I both were talking about how nations were, for some reason, I think it was 2017, 18, they were really rushing to repatriate as much gold as they, had, as they can there was apparently on the in, in the vaults throughout you know the US and of course they were saying it'll take a couple years da, 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 whatever yeah. some got there some got theirs back some didn't so the fact that now they're talking about there's still foreign vault foreign gold yeah. in on US vaults will let me know that you would just yeah. don't expect nothing yeah. it's too late you, you know uh there, i think it took germany 3 to 4 years to get some of it physical gold back and yeah. you might ask why all those years well because uh, the U.S. had to close out those leases and mm -hmm. uh, they couldn't do it too quickly because it would have driven the price through the roof. And, yeah. and, and that's why it took so long. But in 2011, uh, I think, uh, was it Chavez at the time was president of Venezuela? Mm -hmm. He repatriated like uh, over 100 tons, I think, from the Bank of England. It was physical. And he mm -hmm. said, and I think he said to the Bank of England, I want it now. And it got there in months. And yeah. so if Venezuelan gold can get from London to Caracas in months, how come a gold that Germany has at the New York Fed or West Point can't get to Germany in months? You right. know, so I, I think that was one of the reasons why in 2011 gold uh, went to 1900 because of that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, it, is it any uh, surprise that a few years later or a year or two later, Chavez you know, he was relatively young. He died of yeah, that sick and cancer. Yeah. Right. You know, we we've seen from uh, uh, I think it was a congressional testimony in the seventies with the CIA, and they <laughs> said that they could, uh, you a know, dark trigger, a dark trigger uh, diseases on people.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. And also, I remember hearing stories about when the gold arrived back on foreign soil during inspection. They were like, these aren't our bars. Like, this is not, these are these aren't the bars we sent you. <laughs> it was just uh just beat up bars. It was like, okay. So literally they were scrambling. And of course, we know Libya, you know, Gaddafi, his gold. I mean, all the Saudis, you know, Saddam's gold. So those good, they they got claimed, they got dispersed probably. So all right, what else we got here? Um, last one here, then we get to some QA. Um, also. Uh, a tweet from Robert Kiyosaki you sent me is about uh, the CBDC coming. Privacy gone. Big Brother will be watching when CBDC centers market gold, silver, Bitcoin, and cash will become priceless. Start saving GSBC and cash now before it's too late. It's funny how he labeled us all together. GSBC. Yeah. All together. <laughs> he misspelled gold as well. <laughs> right. I saw that. <laughs> gold. Got. Nope. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I heard someone say that um, when, uh, you, you won't have cash, like mm-hmm. paper money. Uh, actually, cash, <laughs> uh, the paper money used to be a promissory note, and the mm-hmm. true definition of cash would be gold and silver or specie, but that's a different topic. But, yeah, I, I think when when you uh, basically at the mercy of the banking sector and government, mm-hmm. they could turn you off any minute yeah. uh, and you can't have cash, uh, I think having some silver uh you know and gold yeah it's gonna be key and and it might sound well no one knows what silver and gold is but that's why you know we we do what we do and we try to uh uh, get together you know with people maybe uh sometimes you know physically as well and uh maybe go uh visit a farm and see if the farmer likes gold and silver uh, I mean, you might not, not need gold because it will be so valuable. You could buy maybe a, a interest in the, a few few thousand cows, but right. <laughs> but silver, you could go with a, a half dollar and buy some eggs, you know. Yeah. For, for and also the older generation, they're aware of gold and silver. You know, what I'm saying they've gotten away from it, but they're aware of it. So it would the yeah. learning curve, I think, in the midst of you know some chaotic times, yeah. would not be long. It wouldn't be hard for people to figure uh, it even, out. Even the younger generation, I, I think they 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 are becoming aware too, because a, a lot of them, uh, you know, they are on social media and they see mm-hmm. a lot of this. Uh, yeah. I would argue. So yeah, I wouldn't count them out either. I think they would definitely they they would definitely prefer to use crypto <laughs> in that regard. Uh, not <laughs> if all it's, of them, if it's available. Not all of them, but a good a good portion of them are being steered that way. Oh yeah, and, crypto. Uh, I still think is um, a psyop to keep yeah. uh, people away from real money, and uh, I think it's also uh, a way for the pa- a lot of corrupt uh, power elites to. Uh, how can I say, uh, launder a, a lot of their ill-gotten gains? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's get to some Q and A. Um, let's get to some questions, man. What else was out there? What you know? We of course talked about a variety of subjects and shared our two cents on it. But what are you guys keeping your eyes on? Feel free to let us know. Highlight that Manico sixty four at RTD so it stand out, and we can jump on it and uh, let me know. Uh, what you see, if anything, Mario, on your side? Yeah, I see a lot of back and forth in the chats. Let me see. Um, yeah, guys, uh, yeah, ask any questions if you want through the uh, chat. Uh, Sirkan says William Middlecamp uh, also talks about this as of late. It looks like he is being asked by some big institutions to write articles about this. 
Sir, can what what exactly about yeah. the, uh, about the CBDCs or what? Oh, it's a Cuba never got gold back from the UK. Cuba never no, got gold Venezuela. Uh, well, no, uh, there is a they still have a few tons of gold uh, with the uh, Bank of England, but they got most of it out in 2011. Uh, mm-hmm. Living the dream is saying BOE still holds Venezuelan gold. Yeah, but not not much of it. Uh, they got most of it out back in uh, 2011. Yeah, here's another comment uh, about Robert Kiyosaki. He says he, he's fear-mongering about CBDCs constantly. I wouldn't necessarily say fear-mongering. Like, I just think that, you know, he's literally speaking, A, his truth, but also giving yeah. warnings as to the initial, I guess, the, the long-term plans for further centralizing the money to where it's now yeah. on a private ledger controlled by the same entities that – uh, issue the currency because it is programmable. If it's programmable, they can do things on the back end that we can't imagine as of yet. So I don't think that's necessarily fear mongering, but just more so just giving people a heads up. I don't think it's fear mongering either. I, I think it's trying to wake people up to the fact that once we go into a CBDC system with no alternative, we're mm-hmm. we're basically slaves. You know, we're <laughs> we've got no privacy and uh, we can't control. You know, we. They can control us, you know, they can turn us off, they can limit the amount of money you spend or currency really, because not money. Uh, if you spend too much on certain uh, products or if you travel too much, they're gonna say, you know, your carbon footprint is too high. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, I think he's right to warn people. And I think Nigel Farage has warned people. And mm-hmm. I think it's gonna get worse as the, uh, the system uh, unravels. And I think the system is unraveling by that. I mean, the monetary financial system, uh, we're seeing a a lot of, uh, how can I say, um, censorship now here in the UK. There's a, a, it's similar to Fox, but it's a new, uh, like a channel called GB News. Uh, They're Mm -hmm. like, they're just kicking out a lot of uh, reporters or journalists there that are kind of talking the truth. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, regulators here, Ofcom, uh, they're cracking down more and more. So yeah. the best example is Russell Brand, like, you know, literally yeah. like you know, yeah. his allegations of him yeah. having some, you know, some 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 oh. some issues with his life, personal life. And well, they're calling yeah. for like deplatforming them. And Rumble is the last company standing strong. But then again, it run it runs a chance to ruin their business model if they don't uh, comply. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Here's another from Sirkan. It says, I think it's I think it looks obvious at this stage that the only bullet left for central bankers to reliquify their balance sheets and erase the losses is to revalue gold in multiples of its current uh fiat price. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I agree with Sirkan. And uh I think that's what the Chinese are doing. Uh mm-hmm. because the Chinese know this is gonna happen. And what do the Chinese hold a lot? Well, they hold like three trillion dollars in reserves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why uh, there's been uh, Kissinger. Let's say he went to the U to China. Hank Paulson was there. They're they're probably like uh, working together. You know, people think uh, uh, we're uh, at war, kind of mm-hmm. war with China and Russia. But I think uh, there's just a lot of negotiations going. Uh, behind the curtains, like in uh, smoke-filled rooms, and they're negotiating yeah. how who how who's going to get how much gold mm-hmm. uh, because they're going to have to revalue everything. Uh, 
like you, like Sirkan said, uh, because yeah, the debt. If you look at the price of uh, of U.S. debt, the 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 thirty year, for example, that was issued in two thousand twenty, uh, it's gone below fifty. So someone who bought thirty year T bonds at a hundred now they're losing half their money. So yeah. Uh, funds. yeah, and what's his name? Jamie Dimon said it's going to get worse. So yeah, uh, these countries that hold uh, are holding the bag. They say we want something, so that something is gold, and I, I think uh, he's right. Yeah, pension funds. Like think about the pension fund are the biggest holders, one of the biggest holders of all that old yeah. liability. So I think uh, it's going to be some issues with that. Probably by next year we'll hear more about pension funds being and solving and da 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 whatever. Yeah. But Chris, appreciate you, man. It says what are the odds the great taking occurs as uh, depicted by the author in his recent book? How yeah. would the average person react to the confiscation of their securities, real estate, and investments? Could you say revolution? Thanks. <laughs> um, the great, the great take. I didn't read the book, so I don't, yeah, I don't I know. It. I can answer that. I mean, I did a video on it. And I've gotten mm -hmm. quite a lot of views on it. Yeah, the you know that's not a certainty that that will happen, but there's a good chance it will. And mm -hmm. and uh, as an individual, Chris, all you can do is um, take in the information and act accordingly. Uh, some people will have a risk profile different from others. I, mm -hmm. I personally try to keep very little in the system. So if there is a great taking, uh, I don't think it will affect me that much. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if it does, it won't hurt me. Uh, it's not something I leave, uh, lose sleep over. Uh, but yeah, it, it could be, <laughs> there could be a revolution because a lot of people uh, depend on their pensions. And uh, basically, that's what it would be going after all the, the securities in your pensions. And they use that as collateral for the failed, uh, failed uh, too big to fail banks, because uh, one day all the quadrillions in derivatives will blow up, they'll have mm -hmm. to reliquify it. And what David uh, Webb, the author says is that they're going to use your securities <laughs> they'll steal it basically to back mm -hmm. all the uh the badly gone uh derivatives there's another question yeah. here mike that i saw where is it uh, uh how much gold i wanted to answer this from josh yeah. josh lineker how yeah. much gold does the bank of england have and would it be enough for a new currency uh did you see that question or yeah i got it on the screen yeah, yeah. so the bank of england uh, the UK has just over 300 metric tons mm -hmm. uh, of gold, but the Bank of England itself holds about 5,000 tons for other uh, sovereign nations. So um, if we are looking at the UK, uh, 300 tons wouldn't be much. <laughs> so uh, there's always enough gold for a currency because gold is money. It, it, mm -hmm. it, it all uh, depends on, on the exchange rate exchange ratio, you know, people think, oh, there's not enough gold, uh, be, you know, uh, but at what price? Yeah. Uh, we could see the, the UK, just like the US, use the, you know, the, the law of 90%, you know, possession is 90% of the law. Uh, uh, countries are stupid enough to, to leave their gold here in the UK with the Bank of England. You know, that 5,000 tons, uh, you know, we, we might, you know, the government here could, could basically uh, confiscate it. 
Um, here's a some just some charts I pulled up on current gold home gold reserves for different countries. And so I was trying to find the UK. Uh, Western Europe is on the top left. Yeah, there you go. There we go. United the UK, three hundred and ten tons. Yeah, so Germany appears to be leading on Western Europe, huh? According yeah. to these figures here. We go to the bottom. We got uh, Brazil's leading with one hundred and twenty-nine point six yeah, tons. Yeah, Brazil bought quite a bit. They almost doubled their holdings a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if they're still buying it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody got something. Everybody holding on to something. Yeah. They're holding on for a reason. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, da, 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 da. How much gold does U the U.S. owe U.K.? <laughs> Is that, well, you know? Well, you know, uh, I looked into that. Um, you know, you can go back. I think it's in trading economics. And you can see what dollar reserves the U.K. had mm. in 1971. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I think uh, at the time, uh, the UK was able to uh, get 600 tons of gold, uh, how can I say, uh, out of Back, the US. Was, yeah, yeah. And, and then Nixon closed the gold window, and they still had about 1,200 tons, I think, or even more uh, mm -hmm. with the US. E even Brazil, I think it was even more, like 2,000 tons, the UK. Even yeah. Brazil had like uh, 1,200 tons that, uh, and the way I calculated that was that I took the dollar reserves divided by 35 because that was the price that yeah. you could uh, get an ounce for go of gold. So I think the U.S., if you go back to 1971, uh, they owe people a lot of gold and all at $35. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question, though. Yeah, they owe not just the U.K., but a lot of countries. Uh, sounds like a bill that'll never be settled. <laughs> oh yeah, and I getting that gold back. <laughs> it was temporary, wasn't it? Nixon said we're right. going to close it temporarily. Uh, here's another one that says, Mario, have you heard about UK citizens are are cashing out, cashing in some of their pensions to pay their bills? They probably have. I mean, uh, the when you turn 55 here, you can take 25 percent out of your private pension tax free. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure some people have. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? <laughs> the beer came in strong. Appreciate you. Uh, here's a, it says, what would the gold price have to be in the UK to make it a viable currency? Did we talk about it? No. I, I think it's, it's probably over 10,000 pounds. I mean, but what I, what I think is going to happen is that everything is going to implode and uh, they're going to reset everything. Mm. But mm -hmm. I don't think we should be worried about the price of gold in pounds. Because the pound and the dollar, the euro, they're all dying currencies. Mm -hmm. So we need to focus more on the purchasing power. But I, I think the price, if there was going to be a revaluation of gold in pounds and in dollars, it would be, yeah, it would be a lot higher in pounds because we don't have as much gold, even though we're not really sure if the U.S. has that much gold either. Right. Uh, here's another question. It says, do you think our currency will be ultimately be asset backed? <laughs> uh, yeah, the probability of that happening between now and all this stuff blowing through, not likely. I don't even in a reboot of the system. I don't think did that's what say, they want to did do. You say our currency, or it just says, do do you think? Yeah, our currency. Do you think well, our currency? It's not mine. <laughs> right, <laughs> my currency. That's the way you have to think. 
right. you know, it's not your currency. You might have to use it, but what you should really think about, you should be your own central bank and uh, stick to real money, real currency, gold and silver. I mean, gold and silver, uh, they were currency too, and they're still currency because you could uh, uh, pay someone with gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a here's a here's a question from Jeff. You says Mario, I found you through Cliff High, and BTC back way back. What changed your mind? I find you through Cliff High, and BTC way back. Uh, uh, what changed my mind about what? I don't understand the question about about just crypto in general. You mentioned earlier about oh your yeah, about no, how I, I what changed my mind about crypto? I mean, I always used to tell people uh, that. Uh, you know, yeah, invest in crypto if you want, but be careful. Don't put mm-hmm. too much into crypto because it's very volatile. But then in 2017, 2018, I started seeing like uh, Goldman Sachs and a lot of Wall Street hedge fund people getting involved. I, I saw that they created the futures for Bitcoin. And then I thought to, my, to myself, well, this is not uh, an organic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, currency. This is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's compromised. Uh, and that's why I, I focus on, on gold and silver. I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I sleep more uh, soundly at night having gold and silver than having any, any crypto, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I think cryptos, it's going, through, it's going through his, go ahead, I'm sorry. Cliff High, I think he's got some interesting points. I mean, his, uh, what he does, his analysis is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, and I listen to him once in a while. Yeah, I, yeah, I've witnessed I've witnessed it go through the change as well. And once I realized that they're now going to start financializing that entire sector for their own benefit, that's where I'm thinking. Like, you know, it used to be about disruption. Now it's about financial institution adoption. Like always, whenever yeah. they get involved, whenever the big players yeah. get involved, they always find a way to manipulate it and yeah. take it over. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a window was- of time, I think. Go ahead. Crypto was supposed to be an alternative to the corrupt financial system, mm-hmm. and now it's like getting married to it. Uh, right. I, we knew like they're they're begging for clarity and they're begging for institutions and <laughs> to why? come in. Right. So my thing is, if it's organic and if it's real, if it's meant to succeed, just be patient because the currency is going to implode on themselves, and yeah. people are going to then run to alternatives, gold and silver, and Bitcoin if it's legit. Yeah, if it's worth I, I don't need. I don't need to beg. Uh, Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley for an ETF for silver because <laughs> I've got it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, here's another question. Everybody's situation is different, but uh, I don't want to mispronounce your name. But it says, "How much gold or silver is enough?" Ballpark figure. <laughs> well, wait, I, wait, always wait. Tell, I always tell people, you know, how can I know? I don't even know where you are, your circumstances. Mm-hmm, gold and mm-hmm. silver are just savings. So uh, what the question you need to ask yourself is how, how much savings do I need to put aside for a rainy day? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and that's the way to look at it. Right. I look it's at it not, like as a... It's not speculation. Right. As a savings vehicle, but then ultimately as a hedge against dying fiat. So therefore, like an insurance policy. Oh, oh yeah, so of course. You think about if you try to insure your entire lifestyle, everything around you, and it's based on a, a dying currency... What type of weight would you want to set aside that can yeah. help you compensate for those losses if there yeah. is a, ca- a catastrophic yeah. event and then allow also allow you to be better off on the other end of that? Yeah. So Ho- hopefully you won't have to insure anything because you right. you you'll be getting out of this uh, 
Ponzi system, really. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, I still have a, a little bit in, in the in the financial system, but not much. Right. Enough to survive off of in the short term. Uh, let me see. Here's one from Stevie J says, how do you think short selling of precious metals will occur if we are if we are about or if we are to be on the future accountable blockchain? Hmm, that's a good question uh, on the future accountable blockchain. And that's where, I, you know, I, I don't think I don't think the system in of itself will. OK, everything will be tokenized in the future. Sure. But then again, at that type of, at that time, I'm not quite sure. Gold and silver, how are they going to still manipulate it? then also have it to where it's something that they can benefit off of uh, with the uh, futures market. So I don't know how it's going to work out. I, but, yeah, I think the blockchain is a really bad idea because uh, they will know everything you do. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. hopefully um, I'm not going to put my uh, metals in the blockchain, but short set, I mean, they can manipulate anything, these people. Uh, so. Right. Yeah, so Lewis says if they are messing with the gold and silver prices so much, that tells you the place to be. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're afraid and, uh, of it. Actually, that's what go security metals, security blankets, security blankets, metals. What time we got? All right, we about fifty plus minutes. I say we probably can go for for another thirty minutes if we needed to. Um, but let's get it dialed back as always. Uh, we try to stick it to well under hour just to make sure we get as much as we can in. So if you guys enjoy this content, enjoy getting some feedback back and forth, definitely join us next Friday and bring some questions. And we'll try to get to more things uh, within that time frame we're allotted. So uh, Mario, what's coming up worthwhile? Anything on your end? Um, you got a, an event this weekend tomorrow, correct? You want to tell people about that? Or? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go uh, to uh, in, in London. There's a Coinex, uh, coin exhibition. They have it mm -hmm. every year. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting. They have numismatic coins. Uh, they mm -hmm. also have some people who sell bullion coins there. So uh, I'm going to try to make it in. There is a train strike into London, but I, I think I can get there. It's five yeah. pounds at the entrance. Uh, and they only take cash at the entrance for payment, which is good. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend uh, Coinex. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So have fun with that. So if you're in the UK, check them out tomorrow. Other than that, uh, yeah, other than me, just hang out, relax, and just enjoy the weekend, man. Try to yeah. unplug as best I can and get ready for next Monday because, as always, it's going to be something to dial into. So, as always, people, appreciate you for blessing us with your presence, your time, and everything in between. Hit the thumbs up button and support the channels. And uh, once again, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Laura willing. Peace.